Hello, and welcome back to the Full Out Podcast. It's Sam, your host, and I am so happy you are here. Welcome, sister, queen, diva, goddess. I'm so, so grateful for you. I cannot wait for you to listen to today's episode. Like, I want to ask you, before I even get into it, are you living your life full out right now in this moment today? Maybe you need a full out nap. Maybe you need a full out workout. Maybe you need a full out, I don't know, jump up and down and have a crazy dance party for 30 seconds. What do you need to do in this moment to be living your life full out? Do you need to take a take a leap of faith? Do you need to quit the job? Do you need to invest in yourself? Do you need to do something that you haven't done before? Well, in case you want some motivation, today's interview is going to give it to you. I interview my girlfriend, Amy Ornelas, who is a registered dietitian, eating disorder and body image specialist, yoga teacher, and intuitive life coach. And before I go into her bio, I just want you to know that there is pure magic that happens in this interview. We talk about all sorts of things like living in your full truth, taking big leaps, living on the edge of change, finding your zone of genius, what is self-abandonment, and finding what your gifts are versus what your schooling teaches you. We talk about so many incredible, incredible things. I'm so excited for you to listen to this. She is amazing. So let me get back to her bio. Leading with her intuitive gifts, Amy integrates all of her unique skills to empower women and men to break free of diet and body shaming culture. Through group work, courses, and one-on-one coaching, Amy will help you reconnect to your body's natural inner wisdom in order to start living your most lit life from the inside out. So you guys, you know, I am like the queen of living full out. She is the queen of having a lit life. So we are 1000% in alignment. We also talk about dating. We talk about food. We talk about all of the life things that you could possibly want uh, some advice on, some support with. And I can't wait for you to listen. If you like this episode, please take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram, tag Amy, tag myself, and then send it to a girlfriend. Send this to someone who needs support. I do ask Amy one of the biggest questions that I get all the time on my Instagram, which is when women are not sure whether they should leave a relationship or not. And I ask her for her advice. So for all of you struggling in relationships that you're not sure what to do, make sure you listen and let me know what resonates. What do you feel the most powerful thing that comes from this episode? Let me know. Enjoy. Welcome to the Full Out Podcast, where you'll get tools, tips, and inspiration to start living your most passionate, expansive, and abundant life. I'm your host, Samantha Jo Harvey, professional dancer and group fitness trainer turned lifestyle entrepreneur, speaker, and women's empowerment coach. It is my mission to help women live their lives full out. No more surviving your days, playing small, or marking your way through life. It's time to let go of your blocks, step into your power, and own that you are worthy of having everything you want in your life, business, and relationships. Are you ready? Let's dive in. All right, you guys, we got Amy up in the house, actually up on the Zoom interview, but Amy, I'm so pumped and so happy you are here. It is It has been a joy to work with you and witness your growth and transformation over the last year. We are actually in a mastermind together. And so we have been sisters in magic and business and spirituality and all the things, making money, making moves. And I am just so excited for our listeners to hear from you because I know you have so much knowledge to give today. Thank you, Sam. I'm so glad to be here with you. I also 
absolutely love having you in our little sisterhood group. It's been amazing and a huge, huge catalyst for transformation. So yeah, girl, oh, we're going to get all into that. We're going to get yeah. all into that. So can you start by just telling us what it means to you to live your life full out? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, a full out to me, it really does mean just living in my full truth, my full truth, like very bravely, unashamedly showing up as my full self. And, you know, over the years, I've found that that is not the easiest thing to do. But when I connect to my truth, life gets super lit. So hell yeah, girl. Oh, okay. So I want to dive into what that actually means. Like what is living in your full truth versus not? So can you take us back? Can you give us a little background about what that's been for you, not living in your full truth or hiding behind your full truth and then stepping into that? Yes. Um, so my story is kind of interesting. I, I've come to understand now that my purpose on this planet is to have a lot of challenges, work through them myself, learn the healing modalities, and then like turn around and help other people learn to heal themselves as well. So until I understood that that was my purpose, it was pretty ugly. It was not a fun path, you know? Um, so I think, you know, from an early age, I spent a lot of time bending myself to fit the circumstances outside of me and learning how to please other people and kind of like suppress parts of me. I'm super sensitive. I was always told like, you're too much. You feel too much. You think about things too deeply, like it's too much. And so I learned to really shut down my thinking, feeling gifts. And as I've come into myself in the past decade, I've really realized that like, those are not weaknesses. Those are absolutely my gifts and my strengths. And I don't have time anymore to not live in that full expression. So to me, living full out is like digging deep, pulling out my weird, putting it out front and center, and then trusting like whatever's meant to match me in that space is going to be fully mine. Anything that falls off, like, okay, it was never meant to be. So yeah, I feel like that's where life gets good. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I so resonate with that. I have never heard anyone speak into that of, of knowing that your purpose is to learn through these, these things yes. and then be yes. able to share it. That is mind blowing to me. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's it. I now, when I have challenges in my life, that's literally all I see is like, okay, cool. Because in the work that I do, I meet one-to-one -one with so many different people. And I swear to God, like, like everyone who's ever sat on my couch, I'm like, okay, yes, I've done that. I've been there. I understand that. Like I've lived through that and it's totally a gift. The gnarly things are totally a gift. Can you tell us about some of those gnarly things, some of your experiences and, and how you grew through them? Yeah. So um, I grew up in a family with alcoholism and a lot of codependency that I didn't really understand until I was an adult. Um, I didn't realize I have a lovely, loving family, but there was a fair amount of dysfunction and I internalized a lot of it when I was young and felt like it was my fault, which kids do, you know, so any fighting or stress or whatever, it was really, really difficult. And so around the age of 13 or 14, I started struggling with alcoholism and eating disorder. Like I was a baby and I was like drinking at school, like not okay. And at the same time, I was also getting straight A's and I was on the cheerleading squad and like very popular, like on the surface, it was good. And inside my life was a shit show. So nobody really saw it. So I struggled for a long time. And when I was about 19, 
I think I was, I actually put myself in eating disorder treatment. I was like, I am not fine. Like I am going to die. And so I went to treatment. It was gnarly. Um, I healed through that. And ever since then, I just feel like, you know, I've had struggles in my professional life, like not feeling totally fulfilled and not knowing what to do next and having to take big leaps and being terrified to trust myself. Um, I've been married two times and divorced two times. And some people could certainly judge that, but I'm like, you know what? No, that's a testament to me being connected to my truth. Like I literally refuse to stay somewhere that is not serving me and I will give it my all until it's not working anymore. But yeah, so those are just like a handful of the basics, but every one of those things, like I had to dig deep and really go into that kind of dark night of the soul space, you know, and heal and grow. And because I've dug and done it, when I'm sitting across from someone in my office, like my heart is in their heart. Like I understand. And I think from that place, like, I don't know, I feel grateful every day. I'm like, yeah, I can show up in the dirt with you because I get it. So I wouldn't take any of it back at this point. And oh, Oh my gosh. That's so good. I so resonate with that. Um, that perfectionist on the outside, my high school life was very similar to that. I didn't experience the, the body image stuff, but I was definitely drinking and doing wild things while also being like the class president overachiever. Everything's great and fine on the outside. And on the inside, I was a wreck. So thank you for speaking into that because, uh, I know that that hits me and I feel you on that. Can you Mm -hmm. talk about this idea of taking a big leap? So the question I get the most, quite honestly, on my Instagram is from women who are getting ready to leave a marriage or change a career or do a big shift. And they're like, Sam, how did you know when to leave? How did you know that it was right? And so I have my um, pieces of advice that I give around that. What is your experience? What would you say to a woman that says like, I'm feeling something whether it's in a relationship or business or personal life or personal care, what do you suggest for them? Okay. It's a rabbit hole, but like, bear with me for a sec. I feel like this is where I need to talk about witches, to be honest, because I feel like it goes all the way back to the suppression of intuition. Like I really, really do. So I'll tell you, okay. The first time I had to make a big change like that, the first time I had to leave my marriage It was a very abusive marriage, very, very ugly. And I was in it. It was a 10 year relationship. It was a long time. And I knew I needed to go and everything in me was dying. I was like a shell of myself, but I couldn't make myself do it. My dad actually called me and he's like, you know what? You need to stop thinking like right now, stop thinking, get in your, I don't know if you can swear on here, but get in your fucking car and like drive. I'm not doing this anymore. Like go. And I did. So I felt it in my intuition, but at the time I was so disconnected from myself. I wasn't strong enough to make the move. I looking back, I'm like, girl, good on you that it happened. Like it took forever. But the next time I needed to leave, the signs were a little more clear. It was a little more like, okay, this is not feeling right. Um, With the work stuff, the, the trigger to me is always a feeling of uncertainty. Like it's okay, but like, I'm not really fulfilled. It's okay. But like, maybe I want to do this other thing or like, this is interesting to me or like these dynamics keep coming up and it just feels so bad. Like that kind of stuff is a no, like you don't have to live a life. That's not joyful. You do not, there's no reason. And I've come to understand that my intuition is literally my driver. It's my guide. So when my intuition feels off, it's correct. 
And usually I think the thing that keeps people stuck is that the thing you need to do to pivot brushes up against a core belief. So like with my first husband, it was the belief that like, I can't survive without a man taking care of me. I need financial stability. I need this person to pay my bills. I can't live by myself. I can't change a tire like WTF. So I was staying, even though my intuition said no. So I guess what I'm saying is like, you know, going full circle back to the witches, a witch is a wise woman. That's the definition, a wise, old, intuitive woman. And we have been like severed at the neck, you know, for centuries. It's really a big, big issue of like cultural suppression and all those pieces, but like coming home to your intuition, that is the work. And when you do, it's going to ask things of you, like saying what's true for you, even if it makes someone uncomfortable or like being brave and trusting that the universe is going to provide for you when you can't really see how you're going to make your business work or, you know, like knowing intuitively that you need to move to Mexico, even though you've never been there, like just scary. The edge of change is scary and your intuition guides you and you learn over time the more you take little steps when you're getting guided, you learn over time that like, yeah, you're being carried and it's going to be okay. So long story short, that's my answer to that. That was incredible. That was incredible. There are a couple of things I want to touch on. So first the idea of, of things being fine. Like I think for so long, we're conditioned through our families, through the media, through social media, through all of these things that like, you're supposed to survive. I think that Mm -hmm. the conversation is shifting now where we are shifting into this, like, no, life gets to be fun. It gets to be joyful. It gets to be, but we're all used to seeing, uh, everyone being fine or like struggling. And Mm -hmm. I I like to think about that. Who wants lukewarm? No, I don't want a lukewarm life. I don't want a fine life. Like I want a magical, mystical, expansive, abundant life. And I think that we, that suppression is real where we're not taught to go after that as women. Mm -hmm. As anyone, it's like, it doesn't serve like the bigger, right? It doesn't serve like the matrix really for us to be joyful, to have our own minds, to create our own fabric of life, you know? Yeah, totally, totally agree. And fine is not enough. Fine is the space where you will find yourself like coming home from work and drinking at night because you're not fulfilled or, you know, having eating disorder or chasing the body game. It's like, no, when your life is lit on fire, you're in your zone of genius. You're like really living in your gifts and your truth, which by the way, usually don't fit in a box of like, I'm an accountant or I'm a this. Like, I know, Sam, you've done this too, but like, I'm a lot of things and learning how to like bring them all out. I remember um, Sahara Rose, who I love, um, talking about Dharma. And it's like, you got to look at like, what brings you joy? It doesn't have to make sense. But like, like me, I love paper crafting. That's so useless as what I used to tell myself. Like, what the fuck is that? I love paper crafting. I love refinishing furniture. I also love like talking all day about culture and body image. I love nature. I'm like a weird little hippie chick. I want to be in the dirt, you know, and I love my friends and I love food and I love adventure. So how am I going to pull all of those things together and cultivate a business and a life that I want to show up to every day? And I swear to you in that space, the need to like cope and like please other people and all that stuff, it like falls off because you're full inside but the, the things it takes to get full inside, like that's not what our culture teaches us. So 
yeah, it's a path, but it's definitely worth the shift. Mm, it's so good. That's so good. And, and you know, as you're saying this, I'm like, yeah, when I was moving through my fitness competition, it was in direct correlation with my marriage being the most unfulfilling, most mm-hmm. controlling, suffocating, not good space. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and I always like to say like, yes, I was an active player and that I'm not saying that my ex was a bad person, but I was an active player. I allowed that to happen. And instead of taking a stand for myself, I just chose to channel that into, let me control my body because I was so out of my body. I was so disconnected from that intuition that was saying with big red flashing lights, Sam, get the fuck out. Yes. Uh, instead, I, I numbed, I yes. the energy into controlling the body. So yeah. Can you speak into, because you are an expert in your field, can you speak into what is it that women need to know um, in the space of self-love and body love and recovering from eating disorders? Like what are the things that we as women need to hear? Dude, I, my brain, the past month, especially all I keep thinking about is the term self-abandonment. Like it's like freaking me out. So think about it like this. If you look at diet culture as a massive manipulation, which honestly it is, like I could talk all day about the actual science of the body and food and like how rad your body is a self-caring machine. Like it is designed to take care of itself so that your spirit can go out into the world and do big things. But it's part of that culture of manipulation where like we've been taught to fight with our own bodies. And like, it's like the most losing battle ever. It makes me think of driver's ed. Remember when you're driving and you're like trying to like do it. And then you have the guy sitting next to you, who's the teacher and he has his own fucking set of brakes. And so you're like, I was just about to break. And he steps on the thing and you're like, no, that's kind of like you trying to control your body. So with body and food, there's two paths. One way to do food is cognitive, meaning that I totally shut off my inner wisdom, my hunger, my fullness, my cravings. And instead I go outside of myself and say, okay, what's the rule? Like, what's right? What am I supposed to eat? What's good? What's bad? What's the plan? What should I weigh? The thing that makes me crazy about that is anything outside of you that is trying to tell you like what to eat and how to weigh and stuff has never consulted your personal body, not like, who's the dude that wrote this diet book? He's sitting in an office somewhere. He's never even met you. How does he know what your body needs? You know, we're all really different. So when it comes to weight suppression, forced weight loss and food control, what you're really doing is you're severing your connection to your intuition, period. You have such strong guidance inside of you. Like, I mean, I can go all into all the fun science. I'm obsessed with science. I love the body so much. But basically, long story short, a craving is literally your body telling you what to do next. Hunger is your cells being like, um, hey, what's up? Like, we need to go find food. We don't have enough nutrition flowing right now. And fullness is how your body tells you, like, thank you so much. I've gotten enough. It's really simple. But we've learned like, oh, you're hungry. Well, maybe you drink water instead. Like, you're not really hungry. That's not really what you're feeling. Oh, you think you want pizza for dinner, but pizza's bad. You're going to be disgusting if you eat that. No one will like you. So go get a salad. Every time my intuition says pizza and I choose a salad, total self-abandonment. Like, I am giving myself the message that my intuition is faulty, wrong, not trustworthy, and that I need to go outside myself for the answers. And it seems like maybe that seems too simplified, but like, we do food a hundred times a day, every day, you know, your body 
look up set point weight. If you don't know what it is, Google it. I can talk about that too, but um, your body knows what it's doing. And so practicing more intuitive eating, it's really coming home to your intuitive self. And when you start doing that, what happens is you build the connection with your intuitive guidance in every area of life. And that's where you end up being the badass bitch that says bye to the bad husband that's not working, you know, creating a killer business, like living such a fabulous life and enjoying every minute of it. You have to connect your intuition and diet culture is like one of the biggest disruptors of you living in your truth. Oh my gosh. As, as you're saying this, like I'm thinking about my own nutrition journey and I just did a, po- a podcast about it recently. And you know, that fear that I had post-competition, post-working with a million different people, Amy, where were you when I needed to work with you like years ago? <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but in doing my, my 30-day nutrition program, what I forced myself to do in that moment was not log, was to actually listen to my body. And it gave yes. me the structure to come back to myself, to come back to what is it that I need? And that's what I love is that like, for me, there are no calorie restrictions. There are no macros. There's not weighing your food. It's not like, it's all about nourishing your body and feeling good from the inside out. And I feel like when we feel good physically and we're able to release that control, we're able to fully literally be in our body. And this is something else that's been coming up for me lately is this feeling of being like out of my body, like not feeling grounded in my body. And I love this connection to the food, to nutrition, to being physically in your body so that you can receive the intuitive gifts and hits that it has to offer. You got it. Yeah, exactly. Like, think about it like this. Like, well, I will say this too. It's really important to me because I think sometimes people try to follow intuitive eating and like, okay, I'm just going to eat what I want and listen to my body. But if you've been in a really dysfunctional pattern of eating, your body's not driving from a sound foundation. Your cells are like in panic mode. And so you will feel like all you want to eat is donuts forever if that's what comes up, that's not your intuitive body speaking necessarily either. I mean, it is in terms of the fact that like your body's been traumatized and it's just like trying to get ahead, you know? Um, but with that said, like in your cellular body, your body needs nutrition. Nutrition is science. It's like biochemistry in action. It's so fucking cool. I literally picture like glitter, like exploding in my stomach when I eat things like here it comes. So in your body, like if my cells need like sugar and X amount of vitamin C, but I'm like giving it like green leafy folate again and again and again, I'm creating a panic response in my cellular body from that foundation. There is, that is like an emergency. Like I can't connect to, do I like my job or not? You know, what is my passion? It's like your cells need to get taken care of first. I don't know if you're familiar with, it's called Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's a really cool pyramid from back in the day. Yeah. And it basically says like, if food, water, and shelter aren't covered, you cannot evolve. You literally cannot move up the rungs. And so, yeah, dude, being an intuitive grounded eater is like a critical part of spiritual development. Oh, I mean, there you've had like 800 mic drops already, but I'm just like, again, more fire coming from you. So yeah. okay, talking about spirituality, I, I know that you have really moved through this shift of being registered dietitian. That's like mm-hmm. by the books, all of the, like, I don't even know the right words, but you're, you're in that field. And then you've done this shift into following your intuitive gifts and really stepping into the spiritual side of food. Can you talk about what that transition has been like for you so that we can learn from you? Cause there's, there's some good yeah. nuggets in here. 
Yes. So this is huge, huge, huge for me. Um, I come from probably like most people in the world. Like I went to school, I got good grades. I went to a great college. I got licensed as a provider with like rules and regulations. So by license or it's registration, but like I'm a registered dietitian by training. I am a certified eating disorder specialist by training. So I have like this body of knowledge, which is rad. It's like a framework for my practice and it guides my work. But I, over the past many years, like I'm that by license, but in my human self, I'm also like a super, super intuitive human being. Like I read vibes, like nobody's business. You know, I can see the intricate layers of what's going on in people. And it's such a gift. I love tarot. I love it. I read tarot all the time. I love, you know, signs from the universe. I fully believe in the spirit world. And I was really struggling for a long time because to do the work I do with disordered eating, it's not me sitting there saying like, you should have an apple. You know, it's not even about the food. It's the relationship with food and what's going on underneath. And I could see all of it, but because of the guidelines and constraints of my training and my licensing, I felt stuck. Like I'm not allowed to like read tarot cards with my patient, even though I know it's what they need. And I need to bring them into the spiritual realm because that's what this is. I really think disordered eating is a break from your intuition and an illness of your spirit, dude, like for real. So not being able to pull that into my work was really, it was, I was not okay. Like it was not fine. So what I've come to know, and I had some major breakthrough moments, like I all, there was a year where whenever I would meditate or ask for guidance, I kept getting the message, like you're hiding, you're not being truthful, authentic. And I was like, that's not me. I'm totally in my integrity. Like, what is this about? And all of a sudden I was actually in a meditation with Jenna in our mastermind group. And it just hit me. And I was like sobbing. And I had this revelation, like, I'm not a dietitian. Like I've identified as a dietitian for 15 years now. I'm not a dietitian. I'm an intuitive healer. And dietitian is my modality. That's my in. Like that's my corner of the matrix that I get to work on. But my lead and what I am and who I am is an intuitive healer. And that was a game changer for me. And so I, over time, have been working at like literally changing the face of my branding and my marketing and how I show up in the world. And the day I decided that, Sam, like I was feeling pretty drained. I'm not joking. Like I love my work, but I was like, it was not lighting me up. I was tired. I was frustrated. I was like, just not feeling joyful. The minute I shifted, even just the mental shift of like, I'm here to be an intuitive healer. Dude, I was like flowing. I was in the zone, like shit was coming through me. And I was like, I'm doing magic right now. And I went home at the end of the day, like filled up, not drained. It was that fast, but it was me owning all the parts of myself. And like, like, I want to say I am totally a witch. I'm such a witch. Like I identify with that so much. And like, that's, I don't know, being able to show up in the world and like work from that foundation is just everything. So yeah, that's that. I don't know, girl. It's been amazing. Uh, I I am just so proud of you. Like I want to take a second to honor and acknowledge you for listening Thanks, to your truth. Like mm -hmm. it, it is just such a joy to see you fully owning 
every aspect of who you are because you are going to change so many more lives by not hiding, by stepping out. And I think this is a lesson for all of us. When we do the scary thing, the thing that might not be socially acceptable and we own what our soul is calling us to do, the thing, the hit that we get in the shower, the hit that you get when you're in your meditation, the thing that you're dreaming about, the thing that you're writing in your journal that no one else knows, when we follow that, that is when yes. the magic happens. That is when you really have true full impact. And I also want to speak into um, the idea of like the certifications and the boards and the licensing, because this is something for me, um, as I'm offering the full out coaching certification program, um, you know, I've had questions about like, well, is it accredited? And there is something that is still not fully accepted in our society around having the spiritual component be, yeah. be in the space. And to me, transformational coaching yeah has to include intuition. It has to include your gifts, your personal gifts, whatever that is, whether it's tarot, whether it's angel cards, whether it's getting intuitive hits, whether it is, you know, movement, whether whatever it is, artwork, there has to be space for that because that's the magic. Like anyone can have the phrasing and the, the verbiage and like ask the quote unquote right questions. But if you're not able to like feel the flow and guide a client through what you know because of your gifts will support them. I don't yeah. know if we're fully allowing space for transformation. So I'm so glad you said that because yeah. that's something I personally am really passionate about. Um, and, I, and I think that was beautiful. So thank you for opening that segue yeah. for me as well. Well, and let me like uh, add on that too, because I feel like that is a huge cultural problem as well. Like I work in the psychology realm. Like a lot of my colleagues are psychologists and therapists some of that most highly trained therapists that I collaborate with, I'm just going to say it like they're not that good at their job. They're not gifted because they went to school and decided I want to be this thing. So I'm going to get the paper and that means I'm this thing. And I'm like, yeah, but that was never your dharma. So like what? Then I have some friends who are not even licensed therapists, but I sit with them and they do more work on me in 10 minutes than like anyone I've ever paid. So it's, that is a huge shift I think happening in our culture where people are realizing like gifts are a part of what you're here to express. I might be a a trained mathematician, but if my gift is like body and work and stuff, I'm going to suck at math forever. It doesn't matter what my license is, you know? So I couldn't agree with that more. And I got to say this too, because I think one of my biggest fears in being full out in my witchy self was judgment and how people are going to interpret that. Am I going to like crush my business because I've been successful under this license? What's going to happen when I'm like really leading with my intuition? So crazy, Sam, because a lot of my patients I see for an extended period of time, because we're working on deep stuff. um, And most of the people already sitting in front of me were like, oh my God, like, I want to know more. Like they were already thirsty for what I had to give. I just wasn't giving it because I thought it was not okay, you know, or whatever. So many people want what my full expression is and not just that, but the minute I started putting it out there, I swear to you, I was like calling in more and more people that were already on the spiritual path. And like, I am able to add to that and like give them so much more. And then girl, I've been dating and I would kept talking to my friends. I'm like, dude, where are the conscious guys? Like this sucks. You know, I'm like so done with like, I can't date one more person who's like, you know, obsessed with their body or whatever. Like there's nothing wrong with Botox, but like I had some interesting situations where guys were like, absolutely never am I getting a wrinkle. And I'm like, that's just not my jam. I don't know. 
So I was really having a hard time with that. But as I shifted into my full self, like I, I don't know what is happening, but I, every guy I meet now is like spiritual, intuitive, wants to talk about aliens and like afterlife, like what? I love this so much. Yeah. So it's funny when I wasn't expressing my full self, I wasn't getting shit from the universe either. It was like my life was reflecting back to me what I was putting out and it wasn't authentic to me. So I wasn't okay. So when you live in your truth and you're full out, you know, live in your box. It's okay if you're not accredited. If what you're offering is like truly, truly coming from your heart and your gifts, your world is going to wrap around you with people that reflect that back to you. I think that's part of what makes it joyful is like, oh my God, I fit here. So um, I literally just like almost dropped my pen when you were talking about the dating thing. The yes. Yeah. I, I, as everyone knows, I'm like in the dating world and I've been on and off hinge for the last, I don't know, six months. And it has been fascinating. And actually yeah. I want to know, like, I'm just gonna put this out there for the listeners. Do you want me to do something on dating? Because I've had some really amazing and hilarious and crazy and wild, um, experiences. So I just need to know, I need feedback on that. But I will 1000% say to you also, Amy, that I had um, a really interesting spiritual experience um, about six weeks ago. And um, it like kind of opened me up to some new things, some new levels for me. And in that time, I have attracted someone else into my life that like this man also we had conversations about aliens and after yes. but then also like an hour later talked about training. Cause you know, like I still love the gym and yes. so to be able to talk to someone yes. that can, even if they're not fully understanding of what my experience is, they're in alignment with it. I have never yes. experienced that before in my life. Totally. And you're so right. You, when you begin to fully embody every facet of yourself, that's when you attract those things into your life. That's when you attract the partner, the finances, the business, yeah. the fun, the joy. I mean, we have to become the energy that we want to attract. Mm -hmm. And if we're not being our full self, we're not going to attract the fullness of what's possible for us. So yes. Uh, I mean, yes. And, and again, and, and I'm going to bring this back to investing in yourself because in this moment, I'm like, gosh, like, I just love you. But this conversation has been so much fun for me because I'm like, we are so in alignment and yes. this was, yes. it, it required both of us to take the leap and say, we were worthy of investing in ourselves to join this mastermind program. To yeah. Yeah. Well, let me say too. Okay. So that's a really good point because my money story has evolved along with my spiritual journey. Um, there's so much to say about that, but I remember when we initially were signing up for the first round of mastermind, it was a huge financial leap for me. Not that I didn't have the money at the time, but more that like, I didn't think it was worth it. Like, I just was like, this is a lot of money. Like, what am I doing? But my intuition was like, you got it. I don't know. I it was not loud. It was subtle, but I was like, I just need to do it. And I did. And so since then, like now I'm in the second round of the mastermind group. I was like, uh, fucking yes, I'm putting the money down. I didn't even think twice about it. Cause I doubled my income last year. I doubled my income. And I do definitely think it was because I had all of this support that just up leveled my life and my brain. And people would always say stuff like that before. And I'd be like, Oh, good for you. But like, it was super organic. It was me following the intuitive hit and then opening up like all this stuff about me being in my full gifts. Like I needed support to find that part of myself. You know, I needed other people who were one step ahead of me, many of them a hundred steps ahead of me, but also who were living in this space to reflect it back to me on the reg 
because of that, I really stepped in. And then, so now I have my second mastermind, but then I also, I pay this amazing intuitive coach a couple hundred bucks a week. And she does additional coaching with me. And I'm like, hell yes, it's worth it. Every penny is worth it. Cause my life is like blowing up. So yeah, the investment is real. You've got to put money and time into yourself. And it literally comes back tenfold and not just financially, but just like spiritually, emotionally, like Sam and I are totally up leveling our dude games. And that has to do with the investment itself, you know, and that's just one corner of it. So absolutely. You know, I see this, I see this in, in both my, my one-on-one clients, as well as my group coaching clients, you know, um, I've had a handful of people kind of finish their six months in the last, in the last month. And, and what I like to do is I like to go back to where they were and the type of verbiage they were using to speak over their life when we first started yeah. to where they are now. And like, I've seen just incredible, it's this beautiful practice of, of me repeating back their words to them. So they just get to listen and soak in. And, and so many times they're like, I don't even recognize that woman. Like, I don't yeah. recognize those words. Like I know it was me. Cause I, I know what that experience was, but I cannot believe how disconnected I am from her because I've stepped into this next version of myself. And it's the coolest thing to see in a one-on-one setting, but then also speaking into the mastermind and the group and the support, every group coaching program that I've hosted, even this group on the certification coming up, that there is something so powerful in women gathering together, women sitting in circle, women supporting one another that like we Mm -hmm. talk about women supporting women, like on social media, but when you are really in the trenches of the personal development of like ripping your heart open and Mm -hmm. being raw and being seen for both your light and your shadow and being held and Mm -hmm. not judged, like, holy shit, it is powerful. And there you can't put a price tag on it. You simply cannot. I could not agree with you more. I feel like that is something that I think all of us need and don't have in the culture as it is, is that incredible sisterhood. You know, they talk about the term tribe, but like exactly that where your people are safe. And, you know, at first when you're getting in a group, you like are nervous and you show up as your best self and you're like, I'm really good at what I do. I'm really cool. And I know Sam, like a week ago, you were on there and I was on there sobbing. Like I'm a mess. I'm a hot mess. Like what's happening. And because we've created this sisterhood, you never feel judged and you don't, you know, it's like you get to be held and not just held, but that's the stuff that helps you heal. So yeah, it's so powerful. Yes. And I'm, I'm like, so glad you spoke into me and you both like sobbing on this call, because I think it's really important for also for listeners to know that like, yes, I'm sharing like what I'm learning and what I'm working through and all those things. But like, y'all, I'm still in the trenches. And we, a lot of people have this idea that you have to be fully evolved or fully healed in order to heal other people. And that's like the farthest thing from Mm. the truth, the farthest thing from the truth. Like I get to be processing what I'm learning and I'm still able to heal at the same time. Yes. Healer heal thyself. And you don't have to have it all figured out to step into your power. Totally. I think you just have to be willing to do your own work to be a healer. Yeah. You have to be willing to look at yourself and do your own work. And that never, ever stops. I love that. Like, I can't wait to see, well, I mean, I would enjoy a stretch of peace. That would be nice, but like, I can't wait to see, you know, what is going to come next. And we all should be healing and growing and learning all the time. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. So good. This has been like just one of my like most favorite conversations. This has been awesome. Fun. I love you, Sam. <laughs> I love you too, Rose. This is like a whole big love fest. So Amy, yeah. I have one more question for you, but before I get yeah. to it, where can people find you if they want to work with you, if they want to know more about you? Yeah. So I am on Instagram at Amy Ornelas RD. Um, I'm not posting a ton right now because I'm working on some other things, but I'm definitely in there most days. And then my website, www.i-heart-nutrition.com. Best spot to find me. I mostly work off referrals. So if you want to come on in, you can message me on Instagram or through email. Yeah. That's what I'm up to. Awesome. Awesome. Um, And we'll link that up in the show notes. If you guys just want to like swipe up, you can just do a click and that'll be nice and easy. So my final question for you, Amy, is if you were, I don't know, in an elevator with someone and you had 30 seconds to share with them and they were like, Amy, how do I live my life full out? What advice do you give them? Damn girl. I'm always like, I need to work on my elevator speech. So that's a really poignant question. Okay. Living your life full out. You have to be bold and brave and take a fat ass leap of faith. You have to know that the universe is so your jam. Like you are guided, trust that you are guided. And then you have to start listening to your truth and embodying it. Even if it feels like it's going to be wrong. I swear to you, when you do like all the external stuff falls off. So if you want to have a lit life, you have to live for yourself first, inside out. That would be my answer. <laughs> Work, sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so yeah, much girl. for being here. I love you. Yeah. Thanks, Sam, so much. Thank you so much for joining me. If today's podcast inspired you in any way, we would love your support in spreading the word. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and let the other queens in your life know that they are also worthy of living life full out. If you want to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook at Samantha Joe Harvey. Have a fabulous day and I'll see you next time.